Blog Talk Radio. Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. At first, the judge offered Nunilo and Elodia good Muslim husbands if they would recant Jesus. Then the two sisters were threatened with death. They responded, The transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal. We count them as manure and loss that we might gain Christ. As for death, this final terror is a thing not to be feared, but desired because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these ninth century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com. In Azerbaijan, being a Christian and a bold witness for Christ can be costly. Forum 18 News reported that on October 31st, Police raided a Christian festival and detained four believers in the town of Kusar, Azerbaijan. Eighty members of a Baptist church were gathered in a believer's home for a celebration thanking God for the harvest. When police arrived, they turned off the gas and electricity in order to prevent the believers from preparing their meal. Police also photographed and videotaped the service and recorded the names of those present. Despite the government crackdown, believers in Azerbaijan remained faithful to Christ. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Support persecuted believers by calling 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. from Disneyland. Right down the street was Disneyland. We were holding a meeting in Anaheim, California. Right down the street from Disneyland. However, God displayed his mighty power while multiple thousands were enjoying the 
various attractions within Disneyland. Down the street, we were casting out demons. God displayed his mighty power, and souls were set free from evil spirits, from all kinds of maladies. And we even expelled some soul invaders. More on that on a moment. As soon as I walked in, I was greeted by Shirley. Her greeting was filled with faith and boldness. She said, hi, Jay. You came to help me. She just knew she was going to receive deliverance. She was 100% right. Shirley shared that she had been waiting for me to come back to her area, to Orange County, for a very long time and was looking forward to finally ridding herself from these vicious demons that tormented her. Originally from Louisiana, she had moved to Southern California some years back and was encountering many demonic afflictions, strange pains, torments, maladies, infirmities. And moreover, she felt like she had been cursed, as if somebody had placed a spell on her. She was very discerning, as surely was a deliverance minister herself. But yet she she discerned and she really she had this, this deep feeling that somebody had cast a sinister spell upon her. After teaching and leading everyone in Holy Communion, I began to pray over everyone. Immediately, evil spirits surfaced from within Shirley and spoke in a different voice and tone. We are legions. We have been here for more than five generations ago. The demonic spirits named Legion revealed to me. We were able to invade her mother's bloodline because she participated in voodoo ceremonies. So for half a night, I battled numerous spirits of voodoo, of witchcraft, of sorcery. And then, of course, Jezebel, her being a wicked witch, she was also present. I called upon the holy angels of God. And they quickly arrived, assisting me in this spiritual war that I was up against. I asked the angels to strike the demons with their swords, and they did with great intensity. The demons swiftly weakened as a result. Now, the first group of demons I confronted was witchcraft, the spirits of witchcraft. They were numbering more than 600, and they revealed that there were two soul invaders that were present. I spoke to them for the demons were using these soul invaders. One was a 71-year-old man named Will. He worked at an apartment complex that Shirley previously lived at. Now, Will, the 71-year-old man, boasted how he was a witch doctor and sent sex curses and spells to her as he desired to have sex with her. As a woman of God, she fought against his advances. However, his demons were attacking her constantly. 
Will boasted how he basically remained undetected, as nobody really understood how his witchcraft worked. Because the church was ignorant on true spiritual warfare, they were basically rendered powerless in dealing with these forms and elements of sorcery. He not only tormented, not only did Will torment this woman, but placed her within some kind of uh, a a spiritual device to torment her and other things within her life. Thankfully, we were able to remove Will and these devices in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, this woman surely had 600 witchcraft spirits. And she had two soul painters. One was a 71-year-old man named Will who worked at the same exact apartment complex that she previously lived at. Uh, he boasted to me how he was a witch doctor and sent sex spells and curses to her with the hopes of being able to seduce her, to be able to have sex with her. So what's going on in our world with this whole issue and, and subject of curses and, and spells? Well, I'm here to tell you witchcraft is a force to be reckoned with. And there is a tremendous seduction taking place among especially the youth. Here in North America and around the world, there is an allurement of spells. People are being allured, seduced by this whole idea of being able to cast a spell or curse on someone to seek revenge, to seek dis- destruction, to seek to be able to seduce someone or to bring forth an accident or sickness or to, to torment, to control someone. Today, I would like to talk about this very subject, the allurement of sinister spells on today's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. This is Michael Tate with the story of two Jesus freaks, one real life, one fictional. The main character in the allegory, The Pilgrim's Progress, is named Christian. Millions of believers have been inspired by his perseverance as he journeys from the city of destruction to the celestial city encountering many pitfalls along the way. But did you know the author, John Bunyan, had his own challenges too? He served 12 years in prison for preaching without a license. But it was there that he was inspired to write that life-changing allegory. Bunyan once said, I never knew all there was in the Bible until I spent those years in jail. I was constantly finding new treasures. 
Will you stand with the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. I'm Jay Bartlett, and we're speaking on the subject of the allurement of spells. Recently, I was with, with some of my kids, and we were in a major department store just a day or two ago. And all of you are familiar, I'm sure. At least 90% of you are familiar with the Harry Potter phenomenon. It's expanded. Of, of course, there's the books, the movies. It's expanded commercially in all kinds of various forms. Well, this one department store was carrying in one of its prominent displays a actual Harry Potter wizard training wand. And it really grabbed my attention. Right on the cover of this wand, of this packaging, it says, try me, press here. Light and sound effects. It says 11 spells to cast. Includes a spell guide. Wand responds to your movement. And then on the back of the of the packaging, get ready for wizard training. There's five modes of play: spell training, free play, spell practice, training spells, wizard tag. In the single wand mode, spell training, learn 11 spells, improve your skill. Hear feedback when you cast correctly. Free, free play, cast the spells you've learned and test your skill. Then there's the multi-wand mode, practice with your friends, training spells. Work with your friends to hear which spells work best. Choose a different spell to test each other. Then there's spell practice. Practice with a friend. The first to cast wins. Then there's the wizard tag. Play with one or more friends. Who can you tag? Rewind time to start again. My friends, this is not smoke and mirrors. This is not just a, simply a, a innocent game. This has become a serious spiritual force to reckon with. You know, the two, I mean, thousands of years ago, Moses, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, he says to the people of God, when you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. 
There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who practices witchcraft, one who is a soothsayer, one who interprets omens, a sorcerer, one who conjures spells. These companies that are putting together these wizard wands are encouraging young people, children, youth, to be in direct opposition to the teachings of God's Word. Now, we live in a post-Christian era. I get that. I understand that fully. I'm, I'm fully cognizant of that reality. People don't recognize that spell casting nowadays is an evil. I'm here to tell you and to remind you on the basis of God's holy word, spell casting is evil. And it is a practice that has to be avoided at all costs. It is strictly forbidden. It is an abomination to the holy God of Israel. Not only one who conjures up spells, but one who's a medium, a spiritist, one who calls up the dead. For any, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You, you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. I just couldn't believe my eyes. Here I am with my kids in a prominent display in this major department store. The promotion of blatant witchcraft, encouraging kids. And and was there was only a few of these uh these wands left. Witchcraft has become increasingly popular. There is a demonic dynamic behind the allurement of spells. Demons. Just as in First Corinthians chapter ten Paul, teaching the church of Corinth, he made it clear that the Gentiles, when they were sacrificing unto idols, they weren't sacrificing unto simply just idols. They were sacrificing unto demons. There is a demonic, dynamic force behind idolatry. There is a dynamic force behind witchcraft. Spellcasting, sending of curses, mediumship, spiritism, sorcery, the occult. And I'm here to tell you, the church of the living God has to stand up, has to, in this post-Christian era and age we live in, we have to remind everyone. That's why I'm doing this presentation today. That's why I'm behind this microphone. My spirit is grieved, just as Paul's inner man was grieved when he walked in the city of Athens 2,000 years ago and saw the city was filled with idols. My spirit is grieved when I see witchcraft being heavily promoted, blatantly out in plain sight for anyone 
with any form of curiosity to tap into the forbidden realm. And when one taps in, when a child, when a young person taps in and takes into their possession this so-called toy, these magical wands, and begins to learn how to cast spells, it doesn't matter if in their minds they think it's just fun and games. Demons don't play fair, my friends. They're looking for spiritual legal rights to oppress you, to terribly demonize you, and ultimately to take you out. And if they have spiritual rights, they could do just that. That's why Jesus in John chapter 10, <laughs> verse 10, describes the devil as someone who has come to kill. He's come to kill you. He could, he could do that in a variety of ways. He'd like to kill you spiritually. He'd like to kill you emotionally. He'd like to kill you physically. How can he do that? Well, he could do that especially if you open a door, a serious door to the demonic. Witchcraft, on the basis of God's holy word, is an abomination. It is to be forbidden. You are not to touch any aspect of witchcraft, any element of witchcraft. It is an abomination. It should be voided at all cost. It is a evil that will bring forth the judgment of the living God and open your life to destructive demons. So many people are turning to spells, to curses. People are just fascinated like never before in human history. There's multiple tens of millions of websites and places to visit on the internet that can guide a person and give one detailed instructions on how to send a curse and how to cast a spell. And you find it in department stores. You, everywhere. It's our society and culture, especially in Western societies, <laughs> we're saturated with evil supernaturalism. So it doesn't surprise me in that day in Anaheim while ministering to Shirley. It didn't surprise me that within her life, a soul invader, somebody who who was involved in witchcraft. In fact, he was a witch doctor. 71-year-old man who was sending sex spells. I spoke to Will that day. That soul part of Will that experienced brokenness and demonization that transferred into Shirley because of her soul tie, of her connection with Will on a friendship level. I had to explain to Will he could not stay within Shirley. I told him he would have to leave. He told me very clearly he would not be leaving anytime soon. It was clear that a number of demons were attached to him. I removed them in Jesus' name. And then Will confessed that he couldn't stay within her anymore. He didn't have the power. Will was commanded out that night in Anaheim, California, 
just minutes away from Disneyland. Command it out in Jesus' name. And by the way, not only was Will present, a neighbor friend of Shirley's named Mary was also present within her body. I spoke to Mary. She says, I'm jealous of her. I also send curses to her and spells. That's what Mary admitted to me, sending curses and spells to her. My friends, don't be naive. You have enemies. People are sending you spells, curses. And don't do be vigilant and be on guard. God forbid. But no doubt there is an allurement even for people within the church to turn to spells and curses. Did not Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18 when he was telling the everyone to avoid casting getting involved in the casting of spells and sending of curses. He was speaking, by the way, to the people of God, the people who loved the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There is allurement. People are being seduced. There is a seduction, spiritual seduction taking place. People are turning to spells and curses, even in the church. Don't be naive. And especially be aware you have enemies outside especially if you serve King Jesus. There are people operating in jealousy and revenge that will turn to witchcraft spells to accomplish their devilish deeds. Why? People are being alerted to the casting of spells because it works. The dev- devil delivers up to a point, that is. Yeah, he'll deliver for the exchange of your soul. But what profits a man, Jesus says? You gain the whole world but yet you lose your soul. Be aware. Be on guard. Now, Mary was commanded out, as was many thousands of demonic spirits. They come out of her body and were sent directly to the pit. And by the way, there was a five-year-old little heart part, dissociative identity that also surfaced, was sent to Jesus for healing. That night in Anaheim, was a night of victory, a powerful victory for Jesus Christ, removing the witchcraft spirits, removing the soul invaders, these these individuals that resorted to spell casting. I would encourage you, my friends, those of you who are listening to this presentation, perhaps you're being like Shirley, perhaps you're being targeted. You may not even be aware of it. That's why we encourage everyone to get to one of our public meetings to discover what is operating in your life. This weekend, I'll be in tomorrow. I'm going to be in British Columbia, in the Vancouver area, in Surrey, holding a powerful public meeting. I would encourage you to be there tomorrow night. If you're anywhere in Western Canada, get to to Surrey, the city of Surrey. Sunday, I'll be back at the Jesus Church in Pasadena, California. This past week, incredible miracles. All night long, signs and wonders. Many were being set free from evil spirits, healed of infirmities, and experiencing the power of Jesus Christ. 
I promise you in the name of Jesus Christ, you come to one of our meetings, we will try to do what we can by God's grace and power to break the witchcraft off of you. But perhaps you can't get to one of our meetings. And by the way, get to jbartlandmissions.com. Get to my event schedule and you'll see I'm all over the world offering free public meetings with the hopes of reaching you, my friend. God loves you. And through the power of his blood, through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of the cross, you can be set free. And even now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against that witchcraft. I come against that witchcraft, that spell of death, that curse of death, curse of sickness. I come against it and I break its hold upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That sabotage, that delay that you've been experiencing, all kinds of sabotage financially, emotionally, in every area of your life, I break it in the authority of Jesus Christ. I command those spirits to let go of your mind, your heart, your body now. Sickness, go. Leave in the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, behind this microphone, I'm not in front of you. I, I believe in-person ministry is the ideal way of uh, bringing about deliverance and healing. But even now, the Holy Spirit's with you, and he's rising up within you, and he's giving you the power to overcome. Compel that witchcraft to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. My friends, I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 